This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, another roadblock for the White House's vaccine mandate. Senators are looking to take care of updated cyber standards alongside emergency preparedness. And FEMA puts out a new request for military help in COVID response. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A second court has now blocked the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal employees. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans ruled two to one Wednesday to maintain a block on the mandate that a Texas-based federal judge issued last month. President Joe Biden announced in September that more than 3.5 million federal workers were required to undergo vaccination with no option to get regularly tested instead unless they secured approved medical or religious exemptions. The government publishing office publishes lots of lists. Now it's on a list. We get more from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. GPO has made the list of best mid-sized employers in America as designated by Forbes magazine and market researchers at Statistica. They surveyed 60,000 people working for organizations with at least 1,000 people. GPO ranked 452nd on the list of 500, but GPO wasn't alone. The Government Accountability Office came in at 328. In fact, the list was dotted with federal agencies. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence ranked 74. The Architect of the Capitol and the Education Department fell midway on the list. Tom Tamman, Federal News Network. An IRS watchdog zeroes in on the agency's paper problem. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The IRS is planning to consolidate the number of sites that process paper tax returns. But the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration says the agency is having trouble staffing up to deal with its current workload. TIGTA finds the IRS last year only met 67% of its hiring goal at its tax processing centers. The IGE recommends the IRS postpone plans to close its tax processing center in Austin, Texas until hiring and backlog shortages are addressed. But the IRS says it still plans to close the center by September 2024. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The State Department names a chief sustainability officer to meet the Biden administration's vision for a carbon-neutral government. Undersecretary for Management John Bass will take on this role and oversee the agency's sustainability and energy resilience goals. The agency over the past decade has taken steps to make its embassies and consulates more sustainable and is adopting rainwater harvesting systems in areas prone to drought. President Joe Biden recently signed an executive order seeking to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions from federal operations by 2050. The Tennessee Valley Authority is making a big bet on small nuclear reactors as one way to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions. The federally owned utilities board gave the go ahead to a plan that could spend up to $200 million to develop the technology during its first phase. TVA wants the small scale reactors to be a part of its grid in the 2030s as part of its own net zero carbon energy plan and to make the technology available across the country. The Energy Department details a major reorganization. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us about the plan. On the heels of recommendations from CEOs, technology and labor leaders, the Energy Department is reorganizing to take better advantage of clean energy investments. Secretary Jennifer Granholm renamed the Undersecretary of Energy as the Undersecretary of Infrastructure. The Office of Cybersecurity, Energy Security and Emergency Response, or CSER, and the Federal Energy Management Program are among the offices that now come under the new Undersecretary. 
She is also creating three new offices, including one focused on grid infrastructure and one focused on manufacturing and the supply chain. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Members of the Senate are looking to move a major cyber legislative package. The Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee is set to consider a bill combining incident reporting requirements and updated federal cyber standards. The package also includes a bill to authorize the FedRAMP program for five years. Committee Chairman Gary Peters says the Log4j software vulnerability underscores the importance of passing new cyber requirements for agencies and critical infrastructure. More companies may have to get a cyber certification to work with the Defense Department. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Cybersecurity and Maturity Model Certification Program is moving forward under the Defense Department's Chief Information Officer. But DOD is rolling back an aspect of the plan that would have allowed some 40,000 companies to self-attest to their cybersecurity practices. Deputy DOD CIO Dave McCune says the department determined all 80,000 companies that handle controlled unclassified information will need a third-party assessment under CMMC. The department previously said only half those companies would require a third-party assessment. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Defense Department's Commercial Innovation Hub is tapping Google for a new cloud solution. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. Google will provide three-year-long cloud prototypes for the Defense Innovation Unit that the military hopes to adapt across its agencies worldwide. The Defense Innovation Unit works closely with non-traditional defense companies to adopt their technologies for military use. Google will work with Palo Alto Networks to incorporate zero-trust principles into the development of the cloud program. DIU has a troubled past with cloud contracts. The Pentagon cut a nearly billion-dollar cloud contract brokered by the organization back in 2018. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Agencies have 23 new labor categories across three new task areas to buy services from under the Army's IT Enterprise Solutions 3 Services, or ITS 3S, contract. The Army Program Executive Office Enterprise Information Systems, PEOEIS, added new services ranging from cloud developer or engineer to data architect to artificial intelligence and machine learning expertise. With 120 vendors, ITS 3S is a nine-year, $12.1 billion contract. The Army added new task areas and labor categories as part of its annual refresh effort. And FEMA is requesting 14 teams of military medical professionals to aid in coronavirus relief. About 220 doctors, nurses, and respiratory therapists will be deployed to six states to support civilian health care facilities. Since the end of 2021, the Defense Department has approved 1,000 personnel to support COVID relief across the nation. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.